We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of The Daily Crow. I'm Chris Phillips of the Spurs Up Show. Coming to you live, going to talk about what happened over the weekend. Obviously, Gamecocks dropping three straight games, getting swept by the Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, going to break everything down in its entirety. Obviously, go over the series, kind of what we learned, stuff like that. So, uh, looking forward to talking to it. Before we get into everything, this is a broadcast presented to you by our friends over at SeatGeek. SeatGeek, the best ticket buying app by far, the only ticket buying app that I use to get all my tickets to South Carolina Gamecocks events. Be sure to go download SeatGeek, use our promo code SPURSUP. Uh, you're actually going to save $10 off your first purchase in the process. If you're going to any March Madness, obviously Gamecocks basketball season is over. Uh, if you're going to any March Madness games, though, I know they have the, uh, I think, what, the first round or so in Columbia. I know Duke's down there. A lot of people are excited about that. If you want to go watch Zion play, go get your tickets on Seeky. Use the promo code Spurs up again. In the meantime, save some money. Also, if you're going to any Gamecock baseball events, NBA, NHL, um, comedy club events, concerts, really anything and everything you need your tickets to, SeatGeek is the place to go. Again, they're the best ticket buying app by far. They actually rate the tickets based on a ticket rating system where they can tell you if you're getting a really, really good deal or maybe if you're getting kind of ripped off or something like that. So be sure to go download SeatGeek. Use our promo code SPURSUP for $10 off of your first purchase. All right, like I said, I want to talk about what happened over the weekend, obviously, the Georgia Bulldogs sweeping the South Carolina Gamecocks um, in a very competitive series, but obviously Gamecocks not getting the job done. We'll start with the TSUS series MVP. Obviously, as you can imagine, after you get swept, not very easy to pick a series MVP. Um, but I went ahead and gave it to TJ Shook. Um, TJ Shook, a guy that we've obviously talked about, has been competing for a weekend spot or a starting role in general. Um, after an extremely rocky first inning where, like, he wasn't even going to get out of the first inning, rebounded very, very well, threw a very good game, four innings pitch, one hits, no runs, no earned, uh, three walks and six strikeouts. I mean, a guy that, again, looked – for a guy that looked – totally lost at the start of the game. I thought he rebounded very nicely, obviously, those six Ks. I think at one point he struck out four guys in a row or something like that. But TJ, a guy that filling his zone, his pitches had a ton of movement, um, a guy that mixed speeds very nicely as well, and a guy that, you know, simply needs to throw well for South Carolina and a pitching staff that's really trying to find itself. I think TJ's a guy that I was very, very high on coming in this season, a guy that has a ton of potential, a ton of talent. I think we could see stick around in the weekend for South Carolina in that weekend rotation. He's got that good of stuff. So TJ Shook going to be my TSUS series MVP. Um, as far as what went right, what went wrong, honestly, what went right, nothing really. I mean, really not a lot. I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it. Really, I mean, anytime you get swept, there aren't a whole lot of things that go right. Like I said, TJ Shook's performance. And I thought Brett Carey's performance too. The pitching on Sunday, if you want to say I had the pitching on Sunday, uh, 
you know, the guys threw very, very well. Um, but overall, not a lot, obviously. What went wrong? you got to start pitching and defense. I mean, listen, when you get into these big boy SEC series, which I'm going to talk about in just a second, pitching and defense is what wins. And simply enough, Georgia had that and South Carolina did not. That, that was really the difference to me over the weekend, um, especially on Saturday. The defense was not good enough on Saturday for South Carolina. Um, what else went wrong? You know, the bats just going cold against the elite arms that Georgia had. I mean, South Carolina's lineup, you know, we talk about all the home run numbers, all that stuff is – great and dandy and how good South Carolina's lineup is. But bottom line is we saw this weekend what a big-time SEC pitching staff looks like, the kind of guys Georgia was running out there. I mean, I listen, I don't think I gave Georgia enough credit. I really don't think I gave Georgia enough credit. And obviously I didn't. When you've got three guys coming out with Georgia's bullpen that are throwing 95-plus or two starters and one guy to their bullpen throwing 95-plus, that's some elite-level arms. And while people were saying, yeah, it's not all about the velocity – 95-plus is extremely hard to hit, especially when you're in the position that Carolina's hitters are in. They haven't seen that type of velocity from anybody on South Carolina's staff. So some of these guys, it's probably their first time seeing somebody throw that hard, um, it, which is it's almost unfair to that point. Um, let's just jump into the key takeaways. You see the title of this video, um, and Mark Kingston said it, I believe, after the Saturday game, which South Carolina lost. South Carolina's team really learned what big boy SEC baseball or just big boy baseball is all about. When you're facing guys that are throwing, you know, Emerson Hancock on Friday night, tip of the cap to the guy. I mean, you're sitting there throwing 96, 97, 98 even to start the game and all throughout the game. I mean, that's what it's about, man. I mean, most of these SEC teams, especially the best ones, are going to have frontline starters like that. I mean, that's just the bottom line. So South Carolina – when they go through this SEC grind and, you know, they want to be one of the best teams in the country and best teams in the SEC, this is what you're facing. I mean, this is why you have 10, 11 teams ranked in the, in the top 25 every single week. This is what it's all about. And in the lineup, we saw Georgia as well. I mean, elite. They have an elite lineup. Let's, listen, again, tip the cap to Georgia. Tip the cap to Georgia before you even criticize South Carolina because Georgia's an elite team. Georgia's a very good team. Again, I don't think I even gave them enough credit. I did pick Georgia to win the series before it started, but – I don't think I gave them enough credit. Georgia's an extremely elite team. I mean, they're stacked one through nine. The numbers jumped off the page to you. I know people were talking about, well, they haven't played anybody. I think we can put those conversations to rest after this past weekend. I mean, those guys, one through nine are stacked. Obviously, their pitching staff is disgusting. You've got guys, again, throwing 95, 96, 97. That's elite-level arms. So, um, you know, I think South Carolina's young team maybe learned something a little bit over this weekend. You know, even facing a Clemson, facing this non-conference competition, it's a completely different ball game when you step into SEC play, in my opinion. Um, one of my other key takeaways, listen, I, I don't want to question any coaching decisions or, you know, Mark Kingston, Skylar Me, those guys, they have the plan. They know what they're doing much, much better than I. But as someone that's an observer that's watching, this has happened more than once, but definitely this weekend, I was just a little confused with the pitching decisions. And I, I, was, I was disappointed that it wasn't asked yesterday after the game in the press conference. But, you know, if you were going to save Brett Carey to Sunday, you know, T.J. Shook got the start yesterday. Why not throw Brett Carey on Saturday when – listen, and I'm not blaming Reed Morgan. I thought Reed Morgan pitched his tail off. I thought Reed Morgan was – you know, Mark Kingston said after the game, he wasn't quite as sharp as he had been, which, listen, I mean, he wasn't – you know, if you want to go, you know, that deep into it, you know, he wasn't quite as sharp as he has been. But, I mean, as good as he's been, Reed Morgan was still very, very good. He deserved to win that game on Saturday. But – I'm just the person that – I'm, I'm to the belief that there is no tomorrow without today. So, the thing that confused me is, like, the biggest difference in the series to me was that Georgia, when they needed big outs, they had guys come out of the bullpen that were stoppers, that were going to get those outs. I thought Saturday was if you knew that T.J. Shook was getting the start Sunday, 
why not use Brett Carey on Saturday and try to win that game? At least salvage that one and go into Sunday knowing, hey, we got a chance to win the series. It's not we're trying to avoid the sweep on Sunday. I just thought that Brett Carey could have been used on Saturday. Again, I mean, um, you know, you're up five to one. You're obviously not going to pull Reed Morgan at that point. But once things started going sideways, obviously because of the defense, stuff like that, why was Brett Carey not the first guy out of the bullpen? That confuses me. I, I don't understand that. Um, again, because I'm not one to say, well, you should save your arms for this day. No, but I, I'm a true believer that you win today. You can worry about tomorrow, tomorrow, but let's focus on winning today. And that that honestly confused me. That that decision confused me. I'd, I'd love to hear why, but it confused me. Um, again, I already said tip of the cap to Georgia. Um, you know, the defense for South Carolina, again, is obvious, but South Carolina's defense has got to be shored up. I mean, it, the you know, the the errors, you know, Kit Balk Knight talked about on the broadcast, the errors that you saw on the scoreboard on Saturday, but also the plays that you didn't see that a simple PFP that was botched. Um, plays that just should be made that South is not making right now or that are careless errors. Um, you're not going to win many series that way. You're not going to win many series making the types of mistakes that South Carolina has been making in the field. Um, obviously, again, pitching as well. You know, I, I just – I thought coming into this weekend, there was many questions that South Carolina had in its weekend rotation and just in general of roles where guys are. It didn't spell, you know, positive things for South Carolina, and that's why I picked Georgia to win two out of three. It was even worse than we thought. Um, you know, it, when you go into a weekend series in the SEC and you, you have a true freshman starting on Friday because he's forced in that role and you've got a TBA on Sunday – you are asking for trouble. You, you just are asking for trouble. And then, again, not every, not every SEC team is going to have the arms that Georgia had. I mean, Georgia's arms, again, guys throwing – I mean, I don't know where they got these guys. Throwing 96, 97. I don't know what makes these guys want to go to college when you're throwing that hard. But Georgia's got some studs. Again, tip of the cap. They've got studs. But when you look at what South Carolina was throwing out there versus what Georgia was throwing out there, it almost felt unfair, man. Um, but like I said, I mean, pitching and defense is going to win series. Um, timely hitting as well. But, you know, listen, I, I thought, listen, you can look, break it down in this three. Friday night, tip of the cap, Georgia, Emerson Hancock, fantastic. I thought Wesley Sweat actually threw really well. True freshman. I don't think he's done – I still don't think he's done anything to lose that role, and I think he should probably keep that role. I mean, he's done good enough to keep that role. Saturday and Sunday, I think you can both look at games as that South Carolina should have won. You're up 5-1. to one. At one point, I thought the offense did enough. You score seven runs, you should win. And then Sunday, you're three outs away from winning the game. You're up one nothing. I, I mean, the offense was not great. Forty, I think it was 41, excuse me, 41 strikeouts over the weekend. It's too much. I mean, everybody knows that. It's way too much. It's way, way too much. Good things happen when you put the ball in play. I know South Carolina's hitters know that. But good things happen when you put the ball in play, man. I, I mean, these are college defenders. They're not – Major league defenders, good things happen when you put it in play. Errors, you know, balls get through, stuff like that. So South Carolina's lineup obviously has got to shorten up. Coach Kingston talked about this over the weekend. They've got to shorten up, find a way to put the ball in play. But I thought, honestly, South Carolina's offense did enough. They did. I, you score seven, you ought to win. You're up one nothing going to the ninth, you ought to win. South Carolina didn't have the arms to stop it, and they didn't make the plays defensively to get it done on Saturday and Sunday. Um, how does the team rebound? Obviously, it's going to be a huge thing. Um, I, I think South Carolina will rebound positively again. You know, I think Mark Kingston has – there's, there's a good vibe in that locker room. I'm not too worried moving forward. Um, South Carolina, see Tuesday at Furman in Greenville and then 
this weekend, which will be a pivotal, huge SEC series as South Carolina travels to Knoxville. Both teams being 0-3 in the conference right now. Both teams are going to be extremely desperate to win that weekend series. Um, simply put, man, the season's not over. I know everybody – it's very popular yesterday. Everybody was going nuts on Twitter. All the fans are on the Gamecock baseball account. Every fan freaking out, you know. And, listen, I think you should – you have the right to be upset. Hell, I was upset after yesterday. I, I, if you're not upset after you get swept in your home field, that you have some issues. But – Listen, the season's not over. South Carolina started one in five in SEC play a year ago. Everything's going to be fine. Um, there's just questions. I mean, we, we know about these questions. There's questions to be answered. There's questions in the pitching staff. Can South Carolina short enough defensively? I think South Carolina's going to hit. I don't think they're going to face the type of arms that Georgia had. They're not going to face necessarily those type of arms every weekend because not every SEC team, as good as the weekend rotations are, not every SEC team has got guys throwing 96, 97, two out of the three days, and they got a bullpen guy throwing 97, 98. Just not every team has that. Again, I don't know where the hell Georgia got these guys from, um, what type of recruiting they've been doing, but how they got to convince those guys to go to college instead of going straight to the pros. But um, I feel good about this team. Again, feel good about the lineup. There's capable guys in the bullpen and, and starting rotation, but it's just about finding what roles those guys go and just making doing the little things right, making the plays, and you got to make them, um, you know, and, and worrying about winning today and not worrying about tomorrow. Again, it's just, you know, I think the team will be okay. Again, they started one in five. I mean, it, it, it's no time to panic. It's no time. Baseball is a marathon, not a sprint. But I will say not looking – you know, I'm going to talk about the weekend series on Thursday. But you feel like this weekend is a must win. Uh, you just – you know, again, both teams are desperate. Both teams are 0-3. You feel like this weekend you've got to at least win the series. You've just got to at least win the series. And this is a Tennessee team that, again, a pitching staff that was phenomenal to start the season. It's going to be another test. It's going to be another tough test, the first road SEC series of the season. It's going to be tough. So, you know, again, baseball fans, Gamecock baseball fans, the season isn't over, the sky isn't falling. But overall, um, I mean, a disappointing weekend. I mean, again, it was a series in which – you want to look at that on the positive side, if you want to spin it, I mean, South Carolina had every chance to win two of three. They had every chance, even with everything that happened, even with all the question marks they have, they had every chance to win two of three. Um, not a huge baseball fan, but are blowouts common in college baseball? Um, not really. I mean, there's a lot of parity. South, baseball probably has the most parity of any sport as far as college sports are concerned. Um, blowouts happen, but they're not – I wouldn't say they're common especially not in conference play. I mean, really the only time you see blowouts is when one team is playing another where the pitching matchup is just unfair or where a team has got no pitching, basically. But, no, it's pretty close and competitive. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a huge weekend series. But, again, Gamecocks were just a couple of outs, a couple of made plays away from winning two of three. So, if you want to spin it positively that way, um, you can. But, again, this weekend's going to tell a lot. I mean, you got to bounce back really, really fast. I mean, got to bounce back quick. Obviously, Tuesday night, South Carolina tomorrow night, South Carolina playing Furman. You want to win the midweek game. You want to win every single game you play. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see how this team bounces back. So, that's going to do it for me. One thing I forgot to mention before the show, one, go check out our YouTube page, the Spurs Up Show on YouTube. Go subscribe. Leave us a comment. We're dropping vlogs. I don't want to say weekly, but I'm hoping weekly. Hopefully, we can make that much content. Um, obviously, building up before football season gets here. Go to YouTube.com. Subscribe to our YouTube page. Also, 
I'm going to be dropping due to suggestions the Daily Crow via the Spurs Up Show podcast, basically. So it's almost going to be like mini episodes, mini podcasts. I'll be dropping those basically every single time. So you guys can either watch me here via Periscope or if you're subscribed to the Spurs Up Show on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever, you're going to now see it show up. So obviously just another way for you guys to consume the content. I had some people hit me up saying they would really enjoy that. Just another way for you to consume the content if you want to listen in that way. Obviously, you know, would love to have have you listen in or tune in, whatever you want to do. So be sure to look out for that. Other than that, appreciate you guys tuning in. For those wondering, I was going to talk about the basketball team. I'm going to save that for tomorrow because I want to dedicate an entire broadcast, an entire Daily Crow to the basketball team. Thoughts on missing the NIT, Frank Martin, all that good stuff. So appreciate you guys tuning in, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Thanks. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.